Hi there, Star Wars fans, and welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. Yes, it's been two months since we last said we'll see you next week, and uh, successfully didn't. If anyone is still listening out there, thank you for your patience and staying with us. Tonight, I am joined by two people in the deepest, darkest north of England, in those dark satanic mills. It's uh, Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. And in a slightly brighter satanic mill, known as Costa Coffee, we find who was a young Padawan. Oh, I'm not sure if he's a Padawan anymore. He might have graduated. He's 16 now, so perhaps he's a some sort of non-Padawan. Maybe he's a Jedi, I guess. He could be. Dave, Dave clearly doesn't think he is. I, I think he is. Um, so we're joined by William. Hi. Say hello, William. Oh, I'm not doing the second part. Um... Right, uh, right, absolutely right. So hello, Ollie. Mm. Yeah. So, William, I've not spoken to you for a year. What's happened? Anything interesting? Um. Yeah, that's a long time. Turn sixteen. Well, other than that, yeah. Um. Gotta be honest. Other than my, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's exciting, but exams. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's not exciting year of exams really isn't it with your mocks and now mm. take up badminton yeah as... that's good 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 uh, what about a bit of lightsaber fighting on the side do you and do you and your, do you and your dad go to the garage on a dark night switch on the lightsabers and pretend you're jedi you oh. Oh. oh that's literal fighting talk it is. It is. It's this. It's this belief of youth that that they think. Well, I'm quicker than my dad, so I'm fine. I'm stronger. Case I'm stronger. Of, you're not stronger. Mm. You know, I like, I like, You've got the weight. You've got the weight. That's fine. I've got a lot of weight down the punch, <laughs> mate. A yeah, lot of weight. It's a It's not going to matter. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to the Dave Clark family therapy session here, <laughs> <laughs> where uh, we discuss who who's. We're not even asking whose dad can have whose dad. We're literally, it's the dad trying to beat up his child. So, <laughs> either way, oh, I, win, I, I win the fight, you look like a, well, pathetic. If I lose the fight, you're beating up your kid. Either way, it's exactly, a exactly, exactly. I, I'm 39 and I still threaten my mum with child lying if she tries to say anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I suggest you do the same. Um, so, anyway, Star Wars, let's go. Last time I spoke to you, Obi Wan hadn't come out. Good or bad? Good. Um, other than the small issues with it, the the overall story and how it was pulled off, my small issues was good. Okay. And or? Good or bad? Uh, from what I've seen of it. Uh, what, what, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? Sorry. What you've seen of it? I've seen roughly three, maybe four episodes at most. Oh. Just to, and I blame my father for this, kind of dad, because he watches it without me, and then I'm left to no. and it's too late. Does he? No. Yeah. He, he does it, and he does it constantly. No. no. He, he does it with Bad Batch still. But, but last time we were on, you used to say your favourite moments in life were sitting there with your dad, watching Star Wars. Now what's happened? He's turned his back on you, William, hasn't he? I started to feel like this is a bit of a drama. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I went that far. Look, Dave is giving me right now. <laughs> this, this, this is Ali bear baiting. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is a bit bare-faced from someone who didn't even bother to watch it until about a month after it came out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can talk, mate. Exactly, exactly. I, I've watched it as well now. I, I, lo- I, Do you know what? It's that old thing with me. If it wasn't in the timeline it's in, I'd probably enjoy it. I lost interest in it quite... I, it's really weird. I, I enjoyed some of the content, but I just... I, Dave and Alex said about these brilliant rousing speeches, but they just didn't hit the spot for me because, again, there, there's just no consequence to any of them. It doesn't matter. There's nothing behind it. So I get why if 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 you were new to Star Wars and you didn't know what happened, it's good. It's objectively good. It's good storytelling. It's some of the best storytelling, but there's no consequence. It just doesn't have my interest. But sorry, William, you were trying to say something. That, that's what I was meaning to ask. Like... Your favourite character is Anakin. For you, probably some of the better films were ones where, with your favourite character, mm-hmm. happens to be films where he has no consequence. Because you already know that he survives to be Darth Vader in the end. It's true, though. So, this is a very good point. It's one I've been into before, actually. Is that um, when, I, when I was uh, just a couple of years older than you when they came out, my my fandom was very different at that time, and it was actually a lot more limited in scope. There were three films; there was nothing else. And so, when you added a new film on, be it a prequel, it felt like it had a lot more significance because there was a lot less around. We're now in a time where there's nine films, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve animated series. Eleven films. Oh, I don't count those. You, because you they count- have no consequence. Don't count those. There you go. Eleven films. So I, I, I do agree with you that, that that there is some inconsistency in what I say. I, I, I hold my hands up and say you're absolutely right. But what I'd say to you is, is that at the time, knowing how he got to that stage, I didn't have a clue. Now, every time they do something, I know how they got to that stage and what's happening. One of the reasons, for example, like I've said before, I really dislike Bad Batch is because how many times can you tell the birth of the rebellion in a different way, which it always comes back to in the recent series, you know, even and or again, it's all about, oh, it's birth. well, how did it birth? There's about four different ways that this happened now. And it all gets to the same place. And then if you add in books and things, it gets even worse. And computers. Um, pardon? And computer games. And computer games, um, which, which gets even more confusing when they start including armor that's in a computer game into a series yeah. i hope you know that already william why i've just ruined something for you um but <laughs> should i outcast um, okay. but you know and then it starts it gets very very confusing and i just i kind of I, one of my one of my big disappointments actually which i haven't really spoken about with anyone is is the fact that they've chosen to put the high republic in the show that's meant for pre-five-year-olds that's coming out so the only time they actually go and do something different they make it completely inaccessible to people like me um so i find that that baffling quite honestly and a really really weird decision but i I guess i could be in the minority i don't know but i take your point i do take your point but so for you are you looking forward to watching andor when you get to watch it I'm not sure. I like the characters. The story is one of those where it's like, I'm not sure about the story. I like the characters and the design and how it looks and all that. I love the visual aspect. I love the drama in it, but 
the story itself doesn't really grip me in the same way. So I don't know. The visuals, I, I would I would say, Dave, it'd be good if you could come on that. I actually think out of all the Star Wars series so far, probably the best. You can see it took the longest to make. Yeah. 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 I think the one thing that also puts me off a little bit is Cassandor doesn't really do it for me. He's I don't know. He's a little bit dull. Like he's he's all right in um Rogue One. Rogue One he's he's found his feet. He's kind of he's somewhat interesting. He's got the cool I'm dark mysterious, I can do things to you and I have done things to other people sort of vibe to him. Whereas at the moment he's kind of just a bit of a Well, I'm nobody, what am I gonna do? What am yeah, I gonna I, do? I agree with that. And in the beginning of Rogue One, I think he's shooting people. Mm. If I remember rightly. So how is this anti-hero going to go on this arc that I'm supposed to care about? Of Every Star Wars thing is now about redemption and a magical granny or granddad. So how does he go on that arc where I'm kind of interested of, okay, this is good. He now redeems himself and then he starts it by shooting a load of people. Okay. Um, I, okay. I, would, I would disagree with that. I don't see Andor's story in... Rogue One as a redemption month for him. No, neither do I. But but that's I, what has to happen yeah, in the series. Yeah, but but I don't but I don't think that I don't think that is his story. I think he is a very great person. I think he is he is and and one of the things that I really liked about Rogue One and which I'm enjoying about Andor is he's actually showing that just because you choose a side, whether you're on the on the side of the rebellion or if you're on the side of the Empire. Just because you choose a side, it doesn't make you good or bad. It doesn't make you as a person. You can be a bad person. Andor is not a good person. Andor is self-centered. Andor is looking to to score all the time. When you have a look at him in the TV show, he doesn't have redeeming features. He's not loyal. He's not a good person. He's trying to do things for himself. He's trying to make money for himself. The only loyalty he has is to his mother. He doesn't have that loyalty. And I like that because that's reality. In the real world, you would have soldiers who fought for Nazi Germany who were good people. You would have high-ranking officers within the German hierarchy who were good people. Rommel ultimately attempted an assassination attempt on Hitler because he felt it was going wrong. It wasn't It wasn't what he wanted to be part of anymore. But in the classical sense, he's a Nazi, so he's a bad guy. But, but ultimately, he had redeeming features. And similarly, you would have British soldiers within, within World War II who were not nice people, who were intrinsically evil, but they found their place within the, the British army and they fought the Nazis and ultimately they were heroes. And I think I like that about Rogue One. It showed the fact that you could be a bad person but still fight for the right reasons. Yeah, well, not for the right reasons, but for the like, right side. That was a bit like my parents evening when my IRS teacher just went, you shouldn't have been going on about that randomly in the middle of the IRS test. That was exactly what that was just like. Uh, mm. I think... Cool. I think I, I know what you're saying, Dave, but I, I think that requires a degree of nuance that Star Wars doesn't seem to be capable of recently. There is literally yes. good and bad always. There is no nuance. Yes. There is good and there is bad. Nothing in between. And I think that that, that, that is a real problem. 
No, I, I totally agree. And I, I think that is why Rogue One and Andor I really enjoyed. And when you go into, okay, I know that you don't tend to the novels, and neither does William these days. You used to, but, but not anymore. The Thrawn novels, Thrawn as a character is a fantastic character. He ends up within the Empire because of a greater reason. He doesn't he, he doesn't join the Empire because he, he reveres the Emperor and wants to, to rise within power and become something within the Empire. He's doing it because the greater good is something for the Chiss um, ascendancy, which is his real culture. And so he is actually quite a good person who he is potentially amoral within the empire but intrinsically he's a good person and he's doing what he's doing for his empire i i find that really interesting though because uh for for 90 percent of people the only version of that character they would have seen is in rebels yes exactly. not one thing of that comes through no 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 not no. one bit of that no. I, 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 and and so I, I I do I do think that for the for it, it is harder and harder to keep up with Star Wars. I've said that before. I actually wish there was less and better quality of it. But I think I think on on particularly on live action cartoons that that doesn't there's always there's always right, wrong, and redemption. Yes. And that, that there is it. I, I I understand your point about Andor. I do, I do I do get it, but I still think when I look at it, I'm looking at it through a slightly different prism, where I think there is a bit more sort of he is the leader to take them out of the prisons. He is doing this. He is the ultimate good guy. He's the one who's actually setting stuff up. And when you know there's a season two, you already know. Oh, I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, okay. So just the prison scene and the prison breakout. I don't see that as being. He's not doing that altruistically. He's doing that because he wants to escape. He couldn't give a damn. I think he does. I, I think I, he does. There's, there's, okay, there, there is there is that camaraderie, the brotherhood that that probably formed of people who were suffering together. Well, I mean, look at his pod. He definitely yes. cares about those people. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Like, I would agree with you. The person that comes in is perhaps slightly different to one that comes out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. disagree with that, but I think ultimately that there is still that sort of from many is one type thing and he is the one great episode though that, that one that prison episode was so good was that one episode or was that multiple? it was it was, it was two I yeah think. i think it was over two it episodes was such a good episode i didn't see the second one i don't think but like just to be able to see that side of the empire of yeah. um, no they're bad guys but the fact they'll throw someone in prison for literally doing like and then execute an entire floor of a prison wing yeah yeah it, it just kind of shows the grimness of the empire, which you do see early when you see uh, that woman die. But like, is yeah, yeah. But like, still, it's a case of it does kind of show off the slightly grimier and slightly less official. Oh, these are stormtroopers side of it. You yeah. don't see the warfare. You you see the grim underbelly of the empire, and I think that's quite quite good. I, I would agree. I think that's where Andor has done a fantastic job. It's 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 built. It, it, it's taken the Empire as this shadowy thing where there's an Emperor and there's a load of stormtroopers and, and that side of it. You you are seeing, as you said, the yeah. underbelly of it. You're seeing how the ISB, the, the security, the 
spying, the anything to justifies the means attitude of the empire. I, 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 yeah, it builds it up as a as a much darker thing than you would see in the movies. As I know they destroy planets, but you, there's no. That's faces. what I mean. Like that. Yeah, I, no I don't think. There's no faces to those planets. No. Whereas now you're having faces to to the crimes. I think I think I I, I know what you're saying. I just don't. I, mm. I'm I'm there with you, right? I'm there, but I'm not a hundred percent in agreement <laughs> with you on that. I just think it's it's that thing of I I actually like imagining how bad they were rather than being told prescriptively told. Yeah. Because actually, some of the atrocities I could come up with in my head are probably much worse than what we're going to end up having that I thought they did. So, oh. so you know, in some senses, I, it, 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 it humanises some elements of Star Wars that I don't mm. want to be, if that makes sense. Okay. But, but I am, I am going to uh, contradict myself on this point. So, uh, you know, not afraid to say that in that. I say I, I don't like Bad Batch. We will get to the reason that I re- we want to have this conversation, which is the two episodes that happened very recently. First of all, um, William, do you enjoy Bad Batch? I do. I do like the characters, but that might just be because of clones. To be fair, I love all the clones, and that might be one because it gives a bit more personality to the clones. So, a quick interjection from me on this. So you carry on the pair of you in a second, but this is you, Ali. You love the prequel trilogy because that was your introduction to star wars not my introduction but my adolescence yes yes you you, yes it it is it is the bit that you latch on to the first bit that became yours yeah william the clone war cartoons was what he saw before he saw the movies really or or recognized what the movies were yeah so so that's his so I, i can see his perspective on the band batch it's yeah it's the fact that they give a little bit more personality and they especially in the last couple ones where you had the assassin and whatever you see the perspective of the clones they're not all oh yes for the republic or oh yes for the empire you see a little bit more shades of gray yeah exactly <laughs> nuance <laughs> which i've just been claiming doesn't exist <laughs> You see them have their own choices. Like you see, like the main characters, like Rex. He obviously he'll go against whatever he can if it works in the end. But it's a case of you see a little bit more of them all doing it. They're mm-hmm. all major characters in their own aspects because of it, rather than just being well extras in the end, which is what most of the clones end up being. Which is why they end up all being white for one. For one. I, I I get that, and I think one of one of the the greatest things that George Lucas managed to do in Revenge of the Sith, especially when you then in, introduce the Clone War cartoons, he's he turned this this bunch of soldiers who've been built up to be heroes of the Republic, to be the the bastions of of goodness and who defend the innocent and the weak, and ultimately. From the flip of a switch, the, the, a voice command order 66, they became no better than the robots that they were fighting. They became robots. They, they lost all personality and all, all choice. They, they became what they were fighting. And I thought that was a fantastic twist. I think an amazing example of that is 
Uh, I saw a snippet of a Star Wars comic. I don't know if it's still canon or not. Probably. But recently I saw one. And um, if you remember from one of the first few episodes of The Clone Wars, you see, uh, I think it's Waxer and Boyle, uh, who w- both end up dying at some point. So like, w- one of them dies on Umbar or whatever. But one of them in that episode makes friends with this little Twi'lek girl. <laughs> and she goes on to remember them. And then later on, you then see her in Rebels as one of the members of Syndulla's Rebellion. Yeah. Um, yeah. You see later on in this comic that he kills the little girl who's now grown up when he's later on in the in the Empire, serving the Empire, and then realises, oh my God, I just killed this little girl as he sees Cause he's, an image he's, of himself on her helmet. He's now a Stormtrooper. As he's now a Stormtrooper. And you have you see that moment of, his fellow stormtrooper, who's actually a normal person, so next to him going, okay, we've done. That's, that's fine. We don't. It's over with. As you see the clone just turn around, just go, what the hell have I just done? And it's that moment of, they're more human than the humans are, and it's like, it kind of adds a little bit more layer of sadness and tragedy that the clones needed. Like, they're, they're, they're slaves basically to the Republic, mm-hmm. which is something that's now highlighted again in Bad Batch. You see. The, the bad that, side of it, which that I think was, needed to be yeah, shown. That was really good. That I, and and again, I think this is you. What you said, Ali. The two episodes that you have seen, hmm. I think that really does paint a good picture of how the Empire now treats the clones, and and potentially how the Republic always thought of the clones, even if the Jedi didn't treat them. And that's how we saw it from the Jedi's perspective. But then, just some Jedi did. Pong Krell. Pong Krell's not really Jedi, is he? Though, in the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you have that one episode in the clones, but you have to see one clone traitor and he's highlighting this and then you see nothing of it again up until Bad Batch, where but the clones are like, I don't like how we're being treated. But Tarkin had that attitude. Tarkin had that attitude, but Anakin was always there. He would argue against it. And he was like, no, I yeah. love my clones. And then he turns into Darth Vader and he snaps their necks off in front of it pretty much whenever one annoys him too much. <laughs> Which also meant to, tend to happen in comics. So, you know, you can't say they're canon anymore, but still. I think those comics are Some, coming. Are they all those, all those Vader comics are, mm. are recent comics. They're in the last, they're in the last decade that they yeah. came out. They were the Charles Sewell ones and whatever. Mm. But I think that tragedy is what was needed for the clones, really, to give them a sense of they are still human. They are still living, even if they are. Robots. In some sense, it's now robots, basically, to the Empire. But we're seeing that now in the Bad yeah, Batch, which is why I think it was needed. Yeah. We've seen the Bad Batch, that the clones are now starting to have some remorse for what they've done. Mm. Like that scene where you see the clone commander stand down and is like, what we're doing here is wrong. We've freed yeah. these people and now we're killing them. Yeah. It's fantastic. It, it was amazing. It was a great scene. It was fantastic where you see some of them throw down their guns and their shields and they're like, yes, I, I agree with you. This is fantastic that we're now like standing up for ourselves. Mm. And I think that was one of my favorite scenes in the bad match he is one of my favorite commanders mm. i don't I, I gotta be honest i can't remember his name for the life of me but still mm. he is what they should be and i really like that about bad bitch uh, bad batch yeah the, the bad batch is just a continuation of the clone wars from from the perspective of what the themes are and what the characters are it's and in some ways, it shares a lot of the the way that the, the Bad Batch, the, the way the Clone Wars was done, in that 
a lot of the Clone War episodes was a, it was a one hit. It was a single episode that and was, it was about a, morality. A, yeah, a single story. Morality was quite big within the Clone Wars cartoons, mm. and there was always a moral story behind quite a few of the episodes. Mm. But you would have an episode that just stood on its own, didn't link to any other episodes, didn't really move the story forward. It was almost like it's an adventure in its own right, and that's it. You move on, and then there's another episode. Um, and then you would get this, the, the, the arc ones as well, where it was two or three episodes. But and I think Bad Batch is continuing that theme of generally one episodes with no real tie-in to other things, other than the, the wider situation that they sit with it, if that makes sense. Mm. It's a really, really interesting perspective that I haven't really thought of, William. I, I think it's really... It does make you pause and sort of question because what what is apparent in that conversation was your voice picked up, you were really engaged, talking about something that you were really interested in in that time. Whereas for me, that story sort of is it shut down and I didn't need to know more. So when I was watching when I was watching Bad Batch, I got to episode eleven of the first series, and I was just like, I cannot take this anymore. I've, I've had enough I, I can't i can't watch this um you know i was watching amiga and thinking oh my goodness <laughs> when is she going to be force sensitive when is it coming i, and I kept saying that. it at the time and dave kept saying you're wrong but then i watched one random episode in the middle of two seasons and she's blooming well sitting there after being told by a jedi how to meditate. flipping meditate and it's like okay here it comes. Here it comes. It's you've, gone, you've gone there. You've gone there. And that's something. Everything that sort of, I, I, I know, I know what happens in that series, and I am kind of interested to go see how Camino's destroyed. I am. I've not watched it, but I'm interested in it, but not enough. I've, I've had plenty of spare time. Put it that way. And several times I thought, do I watch it? And I think, do you know what? Uh, no, I just can't. I can't. But, but I love the fact that it appeals to you. Because I, I feel like we've got to a point in Star Wars where not everything is for everyone anymore. Here's my question. like For you, the Clone Wars series as a whole, whose main story was that? Who's, whose story Anakin. as a whole was that? Anakin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you me, see, that's different for me. For me, that is Domino Squad. You know, the clone squad that you see yeah. all throughout developing, losing members who ultimately then end up being, well, Echo in the Bad Batch. That for me is who that story is about. But oh. for you, it's completely different, it's, and it will be the diff- different view as well. For me, it's the Soka's story. Exactly, and so that that is why it works for so many people. Yeah. But why yeah. it doesn't work for Spot some people? Spot on, William. Find their pick, uh, like their character. Spot mm. on. Yeah. So, so even if even if you had a different perspective, you can find enjoyment through different characters, different yeah. situations, different things. Whereas I do think it's much more linear now. You know, there, there are so the bad batch characters again and again. Yeah. yeah. What, who else do you follow? I, I don't care about Amiga. Does anyone care? Some people might. I, I, I enjoy the odd cameo. You know, like, what team Rex came for? Oh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. But how many times can you have Rex as a cameo? It's like, how many, you know, it's the thing, like, how many yeah. times can Darth Maul come back? How many times can yeah. that happen? You know, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. Well, Maul's still alive throat. at this point. Maul is still alive at this point. Yeah. You see him in Rebels. Absolutely. And it's only a matter of time. But yeah. we've had Cad Bane. Yeah. Yeah, he was in season one. We know he dies now. We do know he dies. Mm. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Tragic waste of talent that in the Mandalorian. Yeah. 
it was badly done, but then well, it wasn't the Mandalorian, that was Boba Book of Boba Fett. I can't like that personally. Do you not think you'd like to see him on live like, a little bit more than just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you liked the book of Boba Fett. I think it was good. I personally quite what? enjoyed it. Sorry, I thought he just meant the character. I didn't think he meant the series. Yeah. What? I quite enjoyed it. Why? Why? Which bit? All of it. I can't be quite honest. I love that. The mopeds. The mopeds were the one thing that annoyed me a little bit. It was like, what? You could have chosen any speeder. You've got Boba Fett here who's got practically limitless money now that he's like, in charge of most of Tatooine. And you go mopeds. Other than that, I'm okay with it. So Boba Fett, with limitless funds, manages to hire one mercenary, the Mandalorian. Um, Where was all of his mates? Where was his extreme change of personality? But but there are other mercenaries that he could pay for to join him. They didn't even bother trying them. Literally, Fennec Shan went to see Mandalorian. That was it. Hang on, Dave. Dave, rather than saying what you don't like, which we've heard before, let's hear what William does like. (sighs) All of it. Yeah, pretty much. I loved this action. I loved the drama of having drama. I, 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 love, I love the drama of having uh, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Their their team ups were amazing. I loved watching those. I loved the fight scene between Boba Fett and Cad Bane. It was a sense of mentor versus Padawan, but not Jedi for once. And I quite liked that because that's what they were. William, I find this utterly fascinating because we've discussed before about how Star Wars might not be meant for us anymore in some perspectives (laughs) and i think you're showing us that there is an audience for something that for the life of us none of us could work out what the heck it was but i i I understand what you're saying but but so so things like seeing the way of boba fett the way the character developed right yeah that doesn't bother you no no yeah he hasn't got the baggage that we may have of what boba fett is yeah or was boba fett for me before book of boba fett was a little kid in clone wars to be fair who was really aggravating who genuinely got on my nerves every time he was on scene just because i hated his voice so much i genuinely punched the voice in the face Mm -hmm. if it was a voice it was like physical there and that was that was my knowledge of him just because he was annoying he was immature which to be fair he was a kid but still point is is that i didn't like him but then book of boba fett he's mature he's can i stop you there william just 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 want to explore that a little bit more so your version is not the original trilogy trilogy version i didn't see the original trilogy version of him until probably like the age of like seven if not older but that's quite a long time ago now for you that's nine years ago but you don't think the definitive version of him is in the trilogy but it's in the clone wars he has more lines in the clone wars it's, it's, it's just, I find that really interesting. My version of him is either the kid or the old man. The in-between doesn't really exist for me. Right. Because there is no in-between that's really shown other than the trilogy where he's on screen for about five minutes and then another 20 minutes later. It's a valid point. Absolutely fascinating. It's a valid point. There though. is no character to him. There is yeah. practically no character. You get well, these well, tall well, that's about it. But I think that's why many people had uh, a problem with the prequels when they started to develop a character for him mm. through, through the, the clones. And and, yeah. and, yeah, and so I think I think that was sort of when I was when I was like a teenager, that that's what people were saying, what the heck's going on here with this? You know, there's immediate excitement and you'd think, Oh god, what what actually does this mean? Um, well, there was. A, I, I would say that. Uh, dare I say this on a podcast? There was possible racist undertones to that as well. Possible. The, the fact that 
Boba Fett was always seen as a white bloke because it was Jeremy Bullock who was the original actor for it, and everyone knew what Jeremy Bullock looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you never saw Boba Fett with, without his helmet on, whereas you then jump back thirty years, twenty years, wherever to the the well, thirty years, let's say, for the the, the um, Attack of the Clones, and all of a sudden you're presented with this concept that Boba Fett is a Mari. He's no longer this blue-eyed, blonde-haired, white guy. He's actually someone from Asia Pacific. But because I saw that first, I would never have seen him that way. And yeah, exactly. So but nobody saw him that way because he always was in a, under a helmet. He was, but the perception was always that he was a white guy. And I would, I would say that if you, if you was to take this forward, to if you were speaking to people 30 years ago... That would be your assumption. Your assumption was he was a white guy. Yeah, I don't think people. I think people are more likely now to think about things through the prism of race than they were back then. I, 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 I do think like oh, nowadays that would be a huge thing, but back then it, it wasn't. <clears throat> no, I, I, yeah, I, I, well, you have a look at the entire movie. Everybody was a white person other than Lando. Well, that's what I mean, sort of. So I, I know it's except like, he was, he was white. I don't, I don't know that, and I don't think it mattered either. And I, I still don't think it should matter today. What colour yeah, they are? I, I don't think it does. I, it doesn't matter at all. I think it adds more, more realism to it. The fact that he can be any colour under the sun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I find that really interesting. You enjoyed Book of Boba Fett. Wow. But the <laughs> thing is, is that for me, I think I like it because it's Boba Fett. He is not a clone. But he's what could have happened to the clones had they gone down another route. And I like the book about that because he's at the same sort of age where you can compare him to Rex age-wise, like yeah. in what they are like physically. And so you can say Rex is older. If, if he'd been a different version, yeah, yeah, but physically they're the same age. Even if like not literally the same age. You've got the case of like Oh no, no, I mean I mean Rex Rex has got the accelerated age yeah that's what i mean so he's twice the age of Bob. yes at that time but my thing mm. is, is that it's a case of he's the old rex and he's the old Bob. i get what you're saying depending mm. on which like which one they had been they could have been either version of him yeah. rex could have ended up as Bobber. Bobba could have ended up as rex and it was a case of like i like the fact you can compare them and say these could be the same people but because of how they were raised they're completely different i think that's quite interesting yeah i quite like that okay different question then would you agree that the best episodes of Boba Fett were the ones that he weren't in? Uh, I don't know. I quite liked the Sand People and Boba Fett one. Oh, goodness I, me. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that because my first, like, my first Star Wars game I played, on the Lego Star Wars one, was Knights of the Old Republic. And my most flipping favourite part of that game was fighting Tusken Raiders and meeting Tusken Raiders and understanding Tatooine and all that. And so getting a little bit more perspective on of Tuscan Raiders was really interesting to me. Like they've always been some like like cooler characters, like the Tuscan Raider Jedi that was a thing for a while, the Tuscan Raider sniper scene, e even the comedy of oh these can't be Imperial Stormtrooper shots. No, these can't be Sand People shots. These must be Imperial Stormtrooper shots. No Sand person's this accurate. Who don't don't hit anyway. But that's not the point. It's a case of they're mass characters who have a culture, and I quite like the fact they have their own culture, which I quite enjoy that they've built up now because you can now see that from the inside like they'd already done it for mandalorians because i liked that they have their own culture and they've built that up already but now the fact they've done that for them who previously had no sort of inside like vision because all you saw was anakin either cutting them up 
or them shooting at pod racers, and that was about it. You, they were the classic bad guys, but you see them as people, not just these hideous brutes who are going to shoot at you as soon as you come anywhere near or scream at you with a massive stick. I can't like that. It, it, it's a comment. I totally agree with that. I, I would actually Super say, I would say that some of my favourite parts of the book of Boba Fett was learning more about the Sand People. And, I, and it, I, I could not disagree more because I was... I think me, Justin Fields, is not Tatooine again. Jeez, not Tatooine. Well, well, Get me off this planet. Some, I've seen some... so much of this blooming planet. I don't want to see it anymore. Well, and that's, also, that's by the by, I think. Well, also, I, I don't like the demystifying of them. I like them being the... I liked them not having that backstory. I, 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 but this is, again, it's just different... Yeah. personal sort of voice course I, I don't feel like it, it helps me in any way knowing that because all it does is it stop me seeing them the way that I did what as merciless people that your favourite character can slaughter for fun well also in the first in the first series in the first episode when they appear do, hmm. do you look at them differently after you see that does it change that film and it, I, my, my general rule is William is is anything that changes how I viewed the original material, which is one to six, mm. I don't like stuff that touches that too much. Well, I didn't see it did affect that. No. Because I, I saw the way that we saw the Sam people in Book of Boba Fett, they were coarse. They were unaccepting of outsiders. They were brutal. So everything that we then saw in the movies... Was exactly the same. Reinforced that. Yeah. It so was why do you need to see it then? Because you didn't understand their reasoning for why you didn't understand how they ended up being like that. You didn't. We see... still didn't really learn that. But you understand why they were like that because I mean, you see the part where they're like it's trying to be exterminated by the people on the train. True, but everybody would. Yeah, yeah. But, but they were always killing people. They well. were always killing people. They were. I'm like the reason they're known as Tuscan Raiders. They're, they're, they're sand people is one word for one name for them. Tuscan Raiders is the other. Yeah. They're called Tuscan Raiders again, and this is going back to. This is the difference between us, Ali, is the fact that I actually enjoy doing all the reading of the background of, of species and the background and what have you. And the reason they're called Tuscan Raiders is because they Raider raided Tuscan. they raided Fort Tuscan. Yeah. <laughs> and so they became Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Um but but yeah, some people is their I guess their their proper name. The Tuscan Raiders is the name that the people that one group, gave them. That, that yeah. one group had that then made them all that. Yeah. Which I quite like because it's the fact that they're all characterized for something that they're not. Which yeah. adds almost a layer of racism to it, but it's a layer of racism that's somewhat like justifies slightly in the sense, but also not. And I quite like that. The slightly borderline. You can you can see it from one side, you can see it from the other. And I like the fact that they're kind of pushes this idea uh, to its like limits and I quite enjoy that. Uh, it touches on the subject of race without literally going into race. Because it could be anyone under those masks. They could. They could. And I think what one thing that they do quite well in that move in in the T V show is show that ultimately Boba Fett became Tuscan. Yeah. He became a sun person. And so it wasn't necessarily a what race. you're born. Or a race in, in yeah. at all. It's a, it's a way of life. Mm. It's a culture. It's a perspective. Stop it. And then he becomes that. <laughs> and then he becomes that weak 
I would say that that was what he used to be. Like, oh, I didn't like that because if he'd taken anything from learnings from the Tuscan, it's not to be weak. The mercy that he shows all the time and everything. No, Tuscans (laughs) don't show that. But but he does after he does that. Yes, I think that's so. And that's what I mean. Like this sort of weird conversion therapy he went on. I I just don't get it. I think that sense of honor is a thing that goes to their culture for each other and it's a case of he sees himself as being part of the greater people no. and so shows that same respect they show to each other no. and I quite like that idea of honour and because it almost it's almost like space samurai it, it, that, that's all it is for me he's become this weird, weird well, samurai fella in armour now he is and some... I quite like that I like that he was I don't know he was almost <laughs> back to him you've literally just turned your dad back onto this side of the <laughs> I can see his head going Oh no no. <laughs> no, no! You were winning then. You had persuaded your dad. I think for oh. one little second there, your dad was going, "Maybe I got book of, book of Boba Fett wrong. There no, was no. redeeming qualities." And now you could just go, "No, no, no, no make him stop." I'm trying to convince him. This is my opinion. Boba Fett was always the Ronan. He was always a houseless samurai. That's yeah. what he was. Yeah. And that was the the way he was he was portrayed within the movies, and ultimately that was the way the Clone Wars carried on building him up. Yeah, he was a houseless samurai. Um, I think Book of Boba Fett wrapped that as a concept. I think it added to that. No, no, because I I did like the way he became one with the the Sand People, the Tuscan Raiders, and became one of them. But to to take what Ali said, he then completely went against the teachings that they would have given him the fact that their view was only the strong survive might is right you take what you can because everything is against you and you've got to battle your way to be supreme but he then became it doesn't mean that he agree entirely with what they're teaching so he wasn't, meant that, it he meant was that they, can, they can still teach him things and then still take away from that what he will Culture can be slightly different depending on your interpretation. He was so much weaker. I don't think he was. I think he learned something from that and that changed him. No. And I quite like that. I like that he develops because of that and they taught him something. No, brutal well, murder. I think practice. we need you on some other episodes in the future because I, even though I disagree with you on some <laughs> of the points, I actually find it quite educational to have that different point of view. Different perspective. That that we haven't really necessarily considered. So to your point, like sort of, you're not trying to win your dad's argument. It's your opinion. Yeah. So I I see what you're saying, and 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 I get that. Um. So yeah, I think I think that's that's really really interesting. Um. So you're looking forward to Mando season three. Mandalorian has got to be one of my favourite characters. I do I do love it. Really. Yeah. Bo-Katan is in it. Uh, I know, yeah. I know. That's, that's the one reason I struggled to watch it. The only reason is because I often have to sit next to him while I'm doing it. It's, it feels a bit weird. If you, uh, Daniel, can't you, your dad, Dave, you're going to celebration this year, right? Have you, have you, have you got the autographs booked? No, because it's over a hundred pounds. I don't collect autographs. You spend so much money on complete nonsense on occasions. <laughs> That how can that possibly be? He still does. He still does. I promise you, he still does. I, I haven't heard him buy anything recently, but what you know, I, my favourite story is always Dave buying a red car so he could have a cut-out hand solo. That's my favourite. That's true. That's true. That was a thirty grand car. That's, see, see, that's what I mean by that. And yet he thinks 
100 pounds. Okay, so then thought from that perspective, actually. But to actually meet Katie Sackhoff. I don't yeah, know. I thought, I thought for sure that you'd have booked it already. I don't know what I'd, I don't I don't know what I'd little, say. Little heart-shaped frame on the mantelpiece. You with your arm around Katie. Her saying something from Battlestar Galactica in your ear. <laughs> You're scaring me, Ali. Please stop. Please. Oh. Anything. <laughs> can you see can you see your dad's face, William? I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how lovely would that be? Perhaps the state of lipstick on the photograph. Oh lovely. I've not th- I'm gonna thought, cry. I've not thought of this. <laughs> Have you not actually? No. Because because for me, it as much as I love Star Wars and as much as I, I enjoy exactly. everything to do with Star Wars, I've never idolised the actors. Oh, come on. If you met Mark Hamill, what would happen? Well, I've, met, lot, I've met Anthony Daniels. I've met Anthony Daniels. I had a fan, no, I had a, I had a fantastic hour or so. heard this conversation in Germany. Different league is Mark Hamill to Anthony Daniels. If you saw him and didn't start pointing again. Luke Skywalker. We saw him in the airport. Actually, Alex and myself saw him in the airport as we were leaving Germany. Oh, okay. Can you just say hello? No. No. William almost killed Stan Lee before Stan Lee died. Wait, what? I don't know about this. London Comic Con. I don't know. It was in London Comic Con back in, what, 2000? You you were about five at the time, so probably about 2020, 2004, no, 2014. Something like that. Where is this going? I have no idea yeah. about any of this. So we, we, Alex was there. Alex will, Alex will verify this. We were walking across the floor in um, celebration, um, not celebration, in, in uh, Manchester Comic Con, and William was trailing. Stanley went to Manchester Comic Con. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was massive. It was absolutely massive. But so, so William was trailing along behind us as, as a five-year-old does. I turned round. And there was there was an entire entourage walking this way. Stanley was in the middle of it, giving an interview. There was a cameraman walking backwards, walking backwards towards William. Yeah. And he wasn't looking where he was going because he was walking backwards with a camera. And he was like, shit. So legged it over, grabbed this five-year-old and dragged him out of the way so that he didn't cause this domino effect of the cameraman going down and then Stanley killing himself. So, William, you nearly killed the creator of Marvel. That is a great fact that you were unaware of until tonight. Just that fact alone means it was worth coming on this podcast. Why didn't someone say something about this to me sooner? I've mentioned That's amazing. It, <laughs> well, it is I, amazing, I, I, right? I, I don't know about any of this. You oh, haven't mentioned it before. Not uh-huh. to me, anyway. Not uh-huh. to me. Wouldn't it be, I mean, surely when someone says, William, can you tell an interesting fact about you? Like, well, you know, I nearly killed uh, the creator of Spider-Man. Yeah. That's a great that, fact. That'd be massive. But yeah. I didn't know that. That would be something I would have said. I, I, I didn't know that. I think Dave should apologise to you myself, actually, now I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question I'm getting, to be fair. <laughs> so back to Star Wars. Back to Star Wars. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought, actually, on that. So... Mando season three, he's your favourite character. You're looking One. forward to it. Um, yeah, 100%. I love Mandalorians, as I've already mentioned, with when I was talking about the cultures. But I really, really like him specifically as a character just because of the development you see of him going from this heartless bounty hunter to being, oh, I'm kind of a dad now. Yeah. And I think Pedro Pascal does a great job of that, of his awkward sort of, God damn it, I'm now a dad. What the hell have I done? Which I think is quite entertaining um, for me personally. Plus the fact you see 
all these new sort of ideas about the old Mandalore, which you, because Clone Wars is the only sort of way you normally see Mandal, like Mandalore itself. You now get Rebels, but generally it doesn't touch on it too much. But you see, like, for example, Mandalorians are shot down easily, which you're like, Beskar armor, what the hell's going on? And I thought that was quite interesting. I ended up researching it, but it was like, I thought that was quite cool. And I think the fact that they've kind of mentioned that and why that happened is quite interesting. And it kind of adds more mystique to Pedro Pascal than to, as to why he's so powerful because of all his, what he's like basically found and equipped himself with and all the development he's gone through in the story. Yeah. Because, uh, like, for example, the best guy armor as to why he gets shot like a million times and just walks it off. But yet, a Mandalorian can be shot and killed with a single blaster shot, normally even through armor. And you're like, how the hell does that happen? And it's like something to do with the purity of the best guy because best guy's rare and all that. But he somehow managed to find himself all this best guy, which does slightly take away from it because I'm like, he's a bounty hunter. He's not the greatest warrior ever. I mean, he's cool. He's very cool. Don't get me wrong, but like, that seems a bit weird. Well, I think, I think the reason that that is is because like we kind of know this this was originally supposed to be the the Boba Fett film, the yeah. first season in two. So this is what, and that's one of the reasons again why Book of Boba Fett annoys me is because they had to make something up because they used the good storylines for the Mandalorian. Um, yeah. But I, that's very interesting. I, I'm I'm glad. I think I think your dad should do you a favor though, William. I really do. I think you should say, Dad. Get yourself down to the nearest electrical superstore and buy the best TV available to watch this on. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So I moved house last year and we bought ourselves a TV where the lights come out on four sides to match what's ever happening on screen. And it's a Dolby Digital TV. I watched, I watched the last episode of season two of The Mandalorian a couple of days ago. Just the Luke Skywalker scene. And I'll tell you what, it was infinitely better than it was when I watched it without that TV because it picked it up because of the definition. It picked up what it was supposed to look like, not (laughs) what my old TV was showing. And it's the first time I've ever watched anything. Oh, my God, this is shot for high quality TVs. It's not shot for some. You're not getting the full experience if you don't have it. And that doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. But honestly, the deep fake tech different level when it's using the, the Dolby stuff. Really try it. It's not my dad that's the issue. Thank you. It's it's my mum. It's probably the only time you'll ever say that. We need to actually make sure that that, that phrase is recorded. It That is not the issue. Say that again. I'm not saying it again because you'll put it somewhere else. It's worth a try. You made it the issue by doing that, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a case of, as, as mum puts it, we've had a new TV every time either me or my brother was born. Yeah. So we've had two TVs, and so her claim is we need another child if that's going to happen. It's like, yes. no, 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 no. We need a new TV. You dad doing that now, do you? Not at no. the age of 50. No, and considering the fact my brother's now 11. He's 11? No, not 11. What about 13? Sorry. 13. Sorry, sorry. It's, I'm tired. Okay, whatever. Um, our TV's 13 years old, and it's a case of yeah, you need I'll, to... I'll play. A, I'll be playing like a video game. Like I'll be playing Assassin's Creed. And I'll be sat there, and I literally have to like hunch forward just to be able to make out small details on the screen. It's like, yeah, that's a little bit annoying. It's a little bit annoying. Do you know what? I I didn't know the difference because I I thought I had a pretty good. Yeah. Right. 
and and I, we our, our one was only five six years old but the leaps and bounds that it's taken on and you see it because you know in disney where it says watching hdr dolby stuff and you think oh can it be that different oh it is that different it is that different um and, try and a 13 year old tv pardon try a 13 year old tv well if you bought if you've got a nice apple macbook you can watch it on a lovely screen i've got an apple yeah, yeah, but so for example, I want to go. You could buy an Apple Map, but that that will sort the problem out as well. I've, None I've, of that horrible I've, Windows screen. I've 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 a better laptop <laughs> than any Mac. <laughs> yeah, I, I get your point because yeah, but... I went to go watch something with one of my mates, um, and he's 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 pretty well off in his case. So I was sat there and I was watching something on his um on on this massive TV. It was like genuinely massive, like half a wall, pretty much. And I sat there and I was like. I've never had shivers from a film before, but I just got it. Yeah. What the hell was that? It was a case of you you watch a scene and you're like, okay, it's a cool scene. I love what's going on. It's fantastic. It looks great. But then you watch on an infinitely better screen and you're like, oh my God, that actually was incredible. It's like yeah. being in cinema. It's like being in cinema. That is yeah, it, is. it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And that, that's why I say, so we're all in agreement. We are. Mm. Dave? Sell a kidney so you can buy a TV for your <laughs> it's, not it's not that. The money's fine. The money's there. It's mum. It's mum. It's mum. Go buy it in secret. She know. Put it. Put it in your. Put it in your outside shed. She'll never know. Or, I think or, she might do when it's bigger than the shed. Or better idea. She goes out and we accidentally break the current one. Well, you see, you see that my youngest keeps suggesting this that we accidentally break the TV. So we oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I, I actually this look at this we're going off topic here but when I when I was 22 and I got I got like my first bonus and I bought a really nice TV from my parents about a month or two later I was throwing a ball for the dog straight into the TV this wow. line went across it for the next four years that TV was not replaced with a line across it and I was like geez sharp TVs aren't what they used to be are they it was me I did it. I you broke the TV. Never told. So, so if your parents listen to this podcast, they'll find this out. I paid for it. All right. Oh, oh so that makes it okay, does it? Well, if William bought a big TV for his bedroom, what, what would that do? It wouldn't go in his bedroom. It wouldn't fit my bedroom. <laughs> if William bought a big TV that was put on the wall in his bedroom... He wouldn't know. It wouldn't happen, though. Okay, well, even a nice 32-inch... It, it wouldn't matter. He'd be like, no, no, we're having that downstairs. Yeah, but imagine if... But what I'm saying to you is, if William accidentally found himself with a bit of money, yeah. you know, and went to the shop and bought it, is that different? Mm. See what mm. I'm saying, William? Oh, I yeah. do. I heard that you were going to play your dad at badminton and the winner got a brand new TV. No, I think your dad could lose that match. Accidentally, of course. Accidentally. No, I, no, no. Actually, <laughs> I would lose it. Yeah, he's good at badminton. See, so you would lose. Uh, the, the forfeit is a TV. It's not your fault, Dave. It's no one's fault. Mm. But all of a sudden, you're going to have to creep up and... You could play on your injury. You it would just be like lockdown you. again. Kicking him out of his bedroom so you could work see, on his this, this, <laughs> this is the year of the extension. We now have planning permission. We now have planning permission and the architect's drawings. Mm. We're, now, we're now in the position of working with builders to try and figure out which builder we're going to use. Mm. So the year of the builder and the year of the extension means that the existing TV would go into the extension because right. 
we would also put the Xbox and stuff like that in. Oh, no, don't do that. Which means that we can then have a big TV in the living room. You've just heard your son say, I'd love to see my Xbox on a beautiful TV. Your first thing is to say, no, son, you can't have it. Out into the conservatory with you. I don't want to see you. Get out of here. I want to watch watch The Mandalorian when you're not around. Oh, my goodness me. It's Andor all over again, William. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for stirring there, Ali. <laughs> no problem. That's what I do best. Yeah. <laughs> can rely on you. Exactly. Contrarian or stirring. Well, it's why we love you. It's why we love you. I think there was some sarcasm there, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's go. Let's go on to because this was supposed to be a short podcast. Let's go on to why we're here. Bad batch. <laughs> Finally. Bad batch. We haven't even mentioned Obi Wan. Oh, it doesn't need to be we mentioned. Did. You said you that's where word. That's where word does not need to be mentioned anymore. Uh, anyway, so God, they did that to my character. Um, so, as I was saying, bad batch. Yeah. I have awoken from my great Star Wars slumber after the tragedy of Obi Wan the Wise. No, that's great. Darth Plagueis the Wise, isn't it? Not Obi Wan the Wise. Sorry. Yes. Um, after that, and then going into oh god. All the other stuff we've had to see. I saw some texts on my phone that said, this is really, really good. Then I saw another one that said, yeah, this is really, really good. And then I started getting texts saying, have you watched it? This is really good. And I was like, I've not had anyone text me in ages saying Star Wars was any good. What the heck? So I felt compelled to watch it. Yeah, it's pretty decent. But, <laughs> but you only told two episodes, didn't you? Yeah, I've only seen two episodes. I've got no. I don't want to watch it anymore. I've done my bit. I'm not watching any more of that. Were were they episodes five and six, or six and seven, or something like that? I don't know. It's the one when Palpatine's in it, and the one before. Yeah. Yeah. So literally, you saw the two episodes right in the middle of the shit season. The what season? It right in the middle of the season. I thought you used a different word there. I I thought you did as well there. You know. I heard. I heard a different word. Yeah. I did. Did you not? Dave, I think you just used it. As well. No, no, right in the middle. Right in the middle. You had that as well, right? Yeah, I did. I did. I'm, I'm genuinely confused. No, no, no. You did. That's how you did. That's how you did. 100% you did. I'm going to play this back and listen to it. I, I will do. I, I will do. I'm, I'm not going to edit it out. So we're not saying that camera. We're not saying Dave say season to a bad patch is the something season. No, something season, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it will do. I, I 100% will. I got yeah. really That's made my day. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you, Dave, I, honestly, you wouldn't have seen it, but me and William both did this when you said it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where we're going to say that, are we? Are we meant to be doing that? I need, I need to listen I to that. I thought that as well. So, what, what, so we're, we're about one hour 20 minutes in. Right, okay, I'll listen. 58 minutes into the recording. 58 minutes into the recording, right, okay. I, I, I don't edit it like Alex does, so this will be... Um, <laughs> At least for a bleep on it, if I did do something. Absolutely then. not. <laughs> hear your potty mouth. You've backtracked all of a sudden. It's gone from, oh, I didn't do it, to at least put a bleep on it. Uh, not yeah, so no, if, if, now, if, Mr. Clark. If it sounds like I may have Right, OK. Well, <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness me. Um, so yes, so, so I don't know where we were. So in that season, which Dave thinks is of dubious quality, 
Yes, it is. It is. I agree. I agree. This is a dubious quality season. Um, he was saying, how do I watch any of it? Absolutely not. I have not watched any of it since halfway through the first season. Uh, so I'm completely cold to it. And you know what the best thing was? Didn't feel like I'd missed anything. I've missed all that. I, the only thing I've missed was such a topic of conversation in these two episodes that I didn't feel like I'd missed it. Because mm. it was all about the big event at the end of season one. In fact, I even saw a clip of it. There was no need to watch it. Yeah. And I would I would take that back to what I said originally about what the Bad Batch is and how the Bad Batch works like the Clone Wars. It's an episodic style TV show where the consequences of an episode don't necessarily carry across to other episodes. So whilst there is this overarching movement of the story, individual episodes for the most part, don't tend to have a massive impact upon the movement of the story. If is, that, is episodic a word? Yes, it is. Actually. Is that actually a word? It is. Americans say it quite a lot. I think it is a word. It okay. is a word. I've never heard that word before. Okay. There you go. You've learned something new. Right. One word. It is a word that, that it's definitely, I think it is a word. But, um, so I, yeah, I, yeah, how do I describe that? I don't feel like I missed anything, put it that way. No. I, no. I literally think I dropped them off. And I picked them up and they weren't that much different from where I dropped them off, okay. which is probably about nearly a season ago now. No, but um, So that's that's fine. Um, so however, what did you think of those two episodes? The, the word that you're going to bleep up, that we won't bleep out apparently, actually. Go on. I don't want to hear William's opinion on this. No, no, no. I want to hear your... <laughs> no, no, no. We both want to hear your yes, opinion. Yes, I think we do, yeah. My opinion can wait, yeah. Okay. I'm genuinely not doing this to be contrarian. It's hurting him, this. I liked the first episode a lot. Yes. I liked the politics in it. I liked the nuance was there. The intrigue was there. The sort of, okay, this is interesting because this is actually a huge question and event. What did happen to the clone army? You know, there's a lot of peripheral around the sort of stuff that I, I don't really care about how they behave. But I would actually thought, well, what did happen to all those people? I liked that. I really liked it. I loved seeing Coruscant. I thought they did a really good job. I have a big problem with the, with the animation in this. I always think it looks a lot cheaper than Clone Wars. I think it is cheaper than what Clone Wars is budget-wise. But to me, it always looks a bit more painted, a bit more less rendered. And that bothers me a lot. It always does. I can't help it. I think it looks uh, the old clones, but not the new one. You know, the last last season. I think the last season looks better. Definitely. I I okay, so my my opinion between the two of you, I think they've gone for a slightly different style just to make it feel like a different TV show. So the Clone Wars. Because everyone's going to turn around and say it's a continuation of the Clone Wars. So that I think they've gone for a slightly different animation style. Deliberately. But that's but the thing is we know they use the same uh, architecture to create it's, that series. It's the same. It's the same. You know, it's it's it, it, it to me it's a cheaper overlay. But that's fine. Yeah. You know, Disney probably don't want to invest the amount Lucasfilm were invested in back then, when that was the only Star Wars being made. But uh, Rebels, I would say Rebels was a stronger animation than Clone Wars, the original. No. Than than Bad Batch. I don't know. I think they're kind of same sort of level. I, I would agree with that one, but I'd still say that the, 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 
the Lucasfilm Clone Wars is the best animation out of all of them, mm. for me at least. It got better as the seasons progressed. The final one that was it Disney did Disney do the final. Well, Disney, Disney did the final. Yeah, and it felt like a step yeah. back to me a little bit actually. But yeah. I think that was the best one yet. Yeah, that scene where you see the clones on the bridge, it was fantastic. It was like watching live action. I think because it was a continuation of the Clone Wars, Disney couldn't scrimp on it. Mm. I think Disney had to fulfil the promise of the previous. But it was better. Yeah, but then the animation... But it should be better. It's ten oh. years afterwards. Exactly. Still. The animation yeah. progressed. You saw, you saw it as you saw the, 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 the Clone Wars themselves. Mm. Clone Wars went over seven, seven official seasons before yeah. Lucasfilm, before Disney then did the final one. Mm. And over those seven seasons... The animation improved. Yeah. Um. So, back to what? Back, back. Yes. Good tangent, but back to the thing. I found the second episode a lot less interesting than the first one. A lot less interesting. Now, I joked about this at the time, Did and you? I said a bit like on our little chat. I said. That when I saw the very first, because I saw the first episode, I didn't get a chance to see the second episode straight away. I, thought, yeah. I tended to watch it at my lunch hour because I'm working from home. So I managed to watch one episode on my lunch hour, but then I couldn't watch both of them. Poor William. Mm. I know, I know. But so I watched the first one, and I remember putting out onto the chat that this is the best episode of The Bad Batch we have seen so far. And a lot like the Book of Bob Effect, it didn't have the titled character in it. And it was. It was the best Bad Batch episode. I preferred the first one to the second. William? I really, really have liked Bad Batch so far. I agree with you. I really don't like Omega. Omega. Omega, whatever you want to call her. I don't like her. Omega. Whatever you want to call her. It's a case of she just doesn't feel like she does anything, really. She kind of just gets in the way and acts as a bit of a pain, which is quite funny because in the like in the episodes they actually address that and she's like i kind of just drag you all down and i completely agree i was sat there i was like yeah she does shoot her in the face now um but it was one of those it was like genuinely i do not like her she she's very annoying character and it's a case of she does take away from the effectiveness of the of the seasons because it's it's nice to see how they're kind of like we shouldn't have to deal with this we shouldn't have to deal with kids growing up in this time period struggling like we are which I think is a nice touch, but it didn't need to be done like that in the slightest. Well, I think if you wanted to put that across, do it differently, because that really didn't work, doing it from a, a, a clone's perspective. Well, I was going to say that the issue here, if, let's ignore Resistance. I'm, I'm completely discounting Resistance, because what Resistance was. Yeah, and, and Ali's face says it all. He uh, agrees with that. This is it series? Yeah. I never watched it. Yeah, you yeah. didn't miss anything. Okay. Um, but all of the all of the 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 large multi-season animations that they've done so far, ignoring resistance, um, has had a child. You you've got that in Clone Wars because Ahsoka was a child. And I remember, I remember the amount of abuse. Ahsoka's Keep going, Dave. Pro- Keep going, all the other examples. We've heard that one before. Well, I was say, the amount of abuse that Ahsoka got when that first season first dropped. Who is this child? Mm. Why is she? And then you had exactly the same when Rebels dropped with Ezra. Mm. Ezra was the child, and he was a, and and again very similar to Ahsoka. 
he he was a child and people grated against that child being in this TV show. And Omega now drops in this one. And again, uh, got... Mandalorian, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, yes, okay. Okay, so I'm just talking it's about. Literally the... every single one of them. Yeah, I'm just talking about the animation. But even if you go into live action, yes, you've got um, Grogu and then you've got Princess Leia. You've got me, grating children. But for me, they were all different for one main reason. They were live. No, no. For example, um, Ashoka. She's part of the fucking Republic. No, it, as bad as it is for her, she's in the middle of a war, sure. She's part of the Republic. She's not got everyone trying to hunt her down. Where it, that goes for rebels. Grogu. Based, uh, Grogu. Ezra was being hunted. He was being but hunted, it's, it's, but he was practically an adult. I think it's more the, the, the my parents' case, he, was, yeah. he was almost an adult by that point. Yeah, he's still he, yeah, he's sure he's called kid, but he's basically almost an adult. He hasn't got the same sort of little kid literally growing up in this yeah. sort of time. Yeah, well, I, I, well you I, do, but you don't see it. To, to to finish to finish what I was saying though, I think all of the animation have had a child that is coming of age and is trying to to position themselves within a group of warriors who are stronger, who are have. Greater and is force sensitive. Uh, okay, but I would every agree with single William. one of them. But I would agree. I would agree with William here that Omega so far is still grating for me. Two seasons in, oh, Leia grated she, me and Obi Wan. I've said this before. That's one season. Um, but but we, we're in, we're in second season, and Omega still grates. She. She doesn't seem to be force sensitive yet, which is the one no, reason for her being there. She shouldn't possibly. Be. She shouldn't. She be. shouldn't be. No, I because we we've been told, according to what we were told in season one, hmm. Omega is one of only two clones of Django Fett that was not manipulated. Now well, let's ignore been. the fact that she's female because she's obviously been manipulated to be female. Hmm. But other than the fact that her base sex has been changed, she is. She has not been manipulated. That is that is what we've been told. Because I was like, I was I was with you, Ali. Originally, my belief was she's going to be force sensitive, and, and you almost had that very in the very first episode. There's the music that would be around. Always her. remember, Ray is the daughter of a clone. Yeah. Okay. The, the, yeah. The, the Ray that... is the daughter of a clone. No. So what, it, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. yeah. Just, like, the, that little child character has always fulfilled a role. It's a bit like when you build like a D and D like game. You always have a character who does this. You have a character who does that. You have a character who does this, and then you've then got the kid who tends to be the mushy magician who doesn't do anything, not particularly strong, but they have some sort of power that none of the rest of them have. But they have which isn't at there, the moment. She which isn't, isn't there. She hasn't got and that's what, and that's why I see her as useless. There's no point in her being there. There isn't. Add anything to the story. If anything, she just takes away from it. Well, it just means that a bunch of soldiers are having to take a a, a step back. So. Just to be yeah. let's, let's, let's all agree we don't like Amiga. We don't like Amiga. Whatever. We don't like her. But the episode. And why isn't she in Boba Book of Boba Fett? Let's ignore that as well. Let's ignore let's she ignore his sister. Let's ignore that. <laughs> let's ignore it. They just don't know about each other. She's dead. Or they don't know about each other. Let's ignore that. Let's ignore that. Ignore it, Dave. Ignore it. Back to the episode. <laughs> I thought it was really, really fun to go back to that world of senators, politics, yes, intrigue that we haven't 
really seen since the prequel trilogy to that extent, I don't think. Not to the same extent. And or touching. Seen parts of it, but not to that extent. You're not no, not not within the Senate. Uh, not the, yeah, because it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the time I've been working, but I love that. Really, yeah. really love that. Um, how did you find that, William? I gotta be honest. The first one I found a little bit dull. I was interested in who the assassin was, and I like the fact there was politics involved. But I really like the politics in the second one, where you see the emperor and he arrives, and he's like. Oh yes, you have failed me for the last time. What the hell are you doing, destroying Camino and all that rubbish and whatever? Seriously. I thought that was quite cool for one reason. Yeah. It kind of shows how manipulative and yeah. how much the Emperor is willing to throw his own men under a bus. Under a bus, exactly. It's yeah. a case of he he is yeah. this great admiral who has done amazing things, most likely for the Emperor. I don't know if he'd done anything though. Well, he's done something. He must have done to get to that point. And it's in case he's killed enough people. Yeah, whatever. He's done a lot in the Emperor's eyes of what yeah. would normally be considered good for him. But he's that willing to go, okay, if he if he succeeds, fair enough, I'll let him live a little bit longer. If he fails, okay, I'll kill him. Fine, I'm happy with that. But it means okay. he gets his stormtrooper he get, policy through. Either way, he's happy. He doesn't yeah, care what yeah. happens to him. There's no sort of, okay, this was an accident. I'm sure he was acting on the best. Nope, nope, he's done it. He's yeah. guilty. He's the, dead. Yeah, There's no he, sort of, I'm going to back him up. Yeah. He makes him the enemy. And yeah. I think that was quite brutal. I quite liked that. Yeah. I, and, and, and I'm glad you put it in this nice. terminology, William, because I, I was going to disagree with you for, for a large portion of that. Hmm. But in the end, I'm not going to. Because I think what what the huge redeeming part of that arc for me is, is that the Emperor, I think, it, I think for people, it's supposed to be the sort of, the Emperor's always ahead of the game. He's always long game, got the plan. Yeah. I actually see this very differently this episode. I think it's him reacting to a situation and making the best out of something that's bad because he thinks at this point, unless I'm wrong, the bad batch is dead. So who does he think can possibly get onto that ship, get data that he doesn't know exist, take it off, give it to a senator? That that Even that is beyond an emperor. But we don't know that he knows that for definite. You've seen him before. Well, that's why like... I think he doesn't know. I think he doesn't know that. So I think his plan is the original one to pass the bill, but when he sees something bad happening, he then reacts to it. He's always had that ability to see, oh, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and he's always been like one step ahead of the game the entire way through, and I don't see why that would change now. The one time you see him falter properly is when he then dies in the end to Anakin. Well, I think I think as you're watching, though, the, the idea that someone would play that video in the Senate and him get away with it seems impossible but then you see the way that he manipulates the situation i mean that's really really smart and i enjoyed that but i didn't i didn't enjoy the bad bit batch bit the way they got the stuff no i agree that was a little bit like we've seen this all before we've seen Correct. this be yeah that's that's why i said it's a weaker episode for me was that sort we've of seen them actually like literally metaphorically well as, as his word on normal clones before yeah. um that's right. And it's a case of we've seen it once, we've seen it a million times at this point. It's yes. an entire season of it. Yes, exactly right. I don't exactly. think you need to see it again. It's cool to see them work together, but without. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I always what, say this, but I'm like, well, the, these people are like the most powerful people left in the universe. There's no Jedi. Like, like you utilize them in a completely different way if you knew they existed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's that's a separate. 
issue that Lucasfilm need to get their head around. Um, but but to to go back to your to your comment about um, Palpatine reacting there, I think and I, I agree with you. I do think Palpatine reacted, but I think he was using. I've just I've just been making sure I got the name right. Mazamida or, or Ameda. So he is the alien that is talking um, to the admiral to the admiral at the time and saying, "You're sure you don't have? There's nothing's going to go wrong here. You're sure you've got." everything in in order i think he's obviously feeding back to the emperor the emperor is fully fully versed on what's going on there they're then aware of the fact that the ship was broken into and so i think it's a case of we're yeah, cutting our losses here well yeah so i wouldn't say that he was on the back foot but i would say that palpatine had his finger on it all the way through and was aware of where the situation was and so ultimately thought you know what i'm cutting my losses with this guy because i can use his mistakes now he's just going to make more mistakes now to to to, to, yeah. for, to further it because ultimately what what the failing of the admiral was was the fact that right well okay what we've highlighted here is that the clones will do what they're told without actually thinking whether it's right or wrong we need a different type of army now yeah but i mean i mean it was i i this is not me this is other people so i mean it is it is basically what happens to end the jedi mm. you know it's it's the same it's the exact same trick played twice yeah it is it is you know, it's cleverly they've done. deformed my figure. They are the enemy. They should be exterminated. Yeah. So, you know, basically the genocide of the Jedi yeah. is absolutely fine by the people because of that. And then you go from situation, do we need an army? What happens to clones? Do they have rights? I like that. I like I, that sort of stuff. I love right? that. Mm. But then the answer to it is, is no. No, <laughs> because because intrinsically they have no 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 ability to make their own judgment and their own decisions so they shouldn't have an ability to have a voice and ultimately they're treating the and this takes us back to what our original conversation was and the the, the idea of one of the reasons i loved the betrayal of the jedi was because it made the clones into robots and stopped them from being free willed the senate has just now come to the conclusion that the clones are not free willed and are merely automatons that do what's instructed. Yeah. So what else do we like in it, William? Um, I do like the animation. It's not as it could be. It could be worse. It's one of those. It's like I agree that some of the better scenes are the ones we don't specifically see. You know, the bad batch in them. For example, I really liked where you saw Cody again, and you saw. Mm. Um, that was a great episode. What's he called? I can never remember what he's called. The sniper one. Uh, Crosshair. Crosshair. Yeah. You see Crosshair yeah. and all that. But I was like... I thought Crosshair was the assassin. You thought initially. you thought Crosshair was the assassin. I was like, no, yeah, he can't yeah, be assassin. Yeah. But I thought the fact where you then see him basically bite down on boys. Does he not work like, for the Empire anymore? I don't know where Crosshair... And, and on the basis that we know Crosshair was given instructions... Okay, so you've not seen this. because That's what I thought. I just thought he still worked for the Empire. No, he still does. He still does. And we saw the last episode. Okay, so we've seen... You've not seen this. Cody's now gone missing in action. Cody is, is AWOL'd. Um, he's he's decided... Yeah, he's decided he's not, he can't do this anymore. The, the, the Empire is not right. 
Crosshair has been given, we didn't see where this went, Crosshair has been given a new mission by this same Admiral. Mm. And so I assumed that that mission was to become a hitman for the Admiral. Because you then see a hitman who's yes. lost his face. He's very with a long with a long laser. Yeah. Literally like the next couple episodes. Yeah. Um, so my assumption it was him. But my, my thought on it was he's not accurate enough. Crosshair never misses mm. pretty much. He's basically Hawkeye with a sniper rifle. Yeah, I agree. He never messes up and it was too... He's not the main character and the people he's shooting at are too much the main character but for them to be clashing. He's Mr. Bad Batch. Mm. And it's one of those where it's like... The scene where you see him bite down on that weird cyanide slash not cyanide electricity pill. I thought that was quite good. There's been plenty of rumours about who that clone could be, whether he's someone you've seen before, whether he's not. And I think darkness of seeing a clone who fully believes in the Empire and what he's saying, whether he's brainwashed or whether it's of his own, like, opinions, I quite like that because you see a clone who's not just, I'm either following the orders or I'm the good guy. You see a clone who's literally gone, no, screw it. I'm doing what I want to do. Good soldiers follow orders. Good, good soldiers follow orders. But he was saying, no, he had nothing to do with uh, the order. He was saying... He said he uh, believed in a cause. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that is too much a case of... That's self-determination again. Yeah, that's not good soldiers follow orders. That's no. that's something completely different. That's true, that. Which I, I think... That. And it was almost cult-like to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's what that's what it's like. But who's cause yeah. Yeah. does Palpatine have a separate this because well, yeah. I, I think I've read that somewhere that people so, think that the exact opposite is going to happen he must be yeah. working somewhere. reverse order 66 is how this is going to end he was too well armed for it to not be the empire he was hunting down the empire's enemies if he's not working for the empire well that's why I thought wrong. he worked for the admiral he has to we, he was taking instruction from the admiral he was taking he doesn't he could act for someone who's above that level Yes. Yeah. So you know where where is um, Krennic? Where is um, Tarkin? Ooh, Tarkin is around at this point. Krennic, Krennic must be around. Well, he's going to be a lot lower down than Tarkin. Yeah. So but that's Tarkin, what I mean. He must Tarkin be around that level. Yeah, Tarkin was already important. You know, I'd like to see him be part of the Emperor's Hand or whatever it was. You know, the like elite sworn to the Emperor. I think. Well, the the, em- the Emperor's Hand was one person. Yeah, but you have... Yeah, it was Mara Jade, who yeah. became Mara Jade Scarlet. Yeah, there's multiple people who were involved in that and people who worked directly for him in that sense. I think that'd be quite cool to see a, another cult who almost worship him in that same sort of way. Well, like it's... something building on it like... Or, or it could be like a Praetorian a... guard like you get in the in the sequels. Because mm. as we know, they're in the next... Oh, spoiler. Yeah, I was going to say, is this, is this... Are we talking about the origination of the, the Sith cult here? Mm. Yeah. Yes, but, but you've heard that rumour, right? Or is that is that a spoiler? No, 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 no. I've missed that. Go on. I'm not, I'm not going to say it then. Say it again. Say it again. No, go on. No, because the, it's strongly rumoured. Anyway, strongly so. rumoured. They're in a series coming up in the next month. In The Mandalorian. I didn't say that, Dave. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Dave, are you spreading malicious rumours? I would never smish. smish I would never. Um, See, alcohol. Maybe, it said, maybe he said smish earlier. Sounded a lot like yeah. the other one. <laughs> <laughs> mish, mish, smish. I don't know. I think it was different. I've had a full bottle of red wine whilst oh we were doing God. this. Well, well, I think we've kind of covered everything, unless anyone's got anything else to say. We've been going for one hour, 20 minutes, so I think it's a good show. William, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Promise yeah. me 
We're going to do this another time soon. 100%. Yeah, I, I really love doing these. I'll make you a promise. I will watch mm. the last two episodes of The Bad Batch if it is a double finale. Or mm. one if it's only one. Let's hope it's one. And we shall discuss that. Because I'm going to follow on that I don't need to watch this series at all. Oh. <laughs> to fully understand. That last episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be pretty tied together now, and it's some of the early ones. I think that'd be quite strange. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. Can we, can we, can we, can we make this this a a bet a bet with some form of intrinsic penalty? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what you mean. What do you mean a bet with some sort of intrinsic penalty? So so if if you're wrong, what am I wrong about? There's a forfeit, like making him binge watch the entire of the Bad Batch. Yes, I think that's quite a good idea. Yeah. I, I will I will trade a good bottle of wine for one of Dave, Dave's Audi bottles of wine. Oh, I don't do you know. mind? <laughs> do you uh, mind? That isn't Aldi's. I, I don't think that's good enough. You're not drinking at the moment anyway. I think I think it should be a case of if if we've proven wrong, you have to watch the entire thing and you record yourself to and, make sure and, you definitely are. And you buy me a bottle of Malbec. I don't think that's definitely <laughs> needed, but the, the first part definitely is. I know I, I'm never gonna watch, but but what am I wrong about? I don't understand. Well, your your belief is that you could watch the very final. But episode. you can't prove that I don't think that. Well, you would turn. I would hope that your honesty would prevail. Here. I have no honesty. <laughs> me watching a whole episode series of that. That's why I was like, Dave, you're just doing what Lucasfilm does. There is no consequence in this for me whatsoever. <laughs> I will just lie my way out of the situation. Ali, Ali, Ali. I know you're intrinsically a nice and honest person. You, you would tell us. Say this you would tell us. Wrong. No, you are. You I are. am as vacuous and vain as I appear. You are not. You are not <laughs> vacuous and vain. I am, Dave. I can give you're, it out, but I can't. Remember, remember the TV. Remember the TV. Yeah, okay. No, <laughs> you're not. You're not. Do you know what, William? I was going to be nice to you until you, you went down that route, by the way. I was going to say, how about this? If I'm right, okay, Dave, because obviously, you know, money's not a problem, uh, has to buy that TV if exactly. I'm right. It will happen. It will happen yeah. because we'll move that TV into the extension. And so, William out with it so he can play his PlayStation. So you yeah, can exactly. whatever you so want. So we will have to have a nice TV in here. Or Xbox, whatever it is. Okay, cool. Well, on that bombshell, and we'll be talking more TV with Dave. He hasn't admitted <laughs> to what the penalty is. No, he hasn't. He hasn't agreed. Yeah. I mm. think you need to watch the entirety of season two of The Bad Batch. At least. Absolutely not. Mm. You have to. If you're okay, wrong. What's your penalty? I don't know. What do you, what, what do you think is best? My, my penalty, my penalty, my penalty. Okay, my penalty is. I know what his penalty is. But I'm no, just go on. Go on. What's my penalty? So you want me to watch the whole thing as something I really dislike, well, right? I, I think I've got some. Yes. <laughs> well, if I have to do that, you have to, with proof, watch the entire sequel trilogy back to back again. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's a great idea. Oh, that's mean. Oh, I think it's meaner to make me watch the bad batch. <laughs> it's not. It's been seven. No, it's not. We we did a watch of it during the lockdown. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I couldn't watch. Yes, you did. I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't watch episode two. Well, you episode. were on the limit. You were online. We were talking about it. Why online? We I watched it together. I saw I, you no, watching. No, 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 no. We we what we did um, 
the, watch the, along. Yeah, watch along. I didn't watch it. I was in the kitchen for half of it, and no, I didn't watch it. I think I, I was watching because I hadn't seen yeah. it yet. Oh, well, Dave is the Dave is the disgusting liar amongst the Jedi Council. It turns out. So Dave, yeah. that's your penalty. So think wisely. Think wisely. A bet that I can easily win by lying and result in you watching the sequel trilogy. From a certain point of view. Okay. But anyway, should we do that then, gents? Yeah? Yes. Okay, awesome. In which case, we are the Jedi Council featuring our Padawan. Not quite so much a Padawan. Jedi Knight, maybe? That's what I said earlier, and you sort of turned up your nose. You said, you literally looked at me and said, he may sit on this council, but he will never, ever have the rank of Jedi Master. That's what you did to That's you you currently. That is you currently. If you have a look at your profile on our website, you have a a seat on the council, but you are not a master yet. (laughs) (laughs) William, we'll start our own one. Down with Jedi Dave. You can take him off badminton. Oh! <laughs> and if I want well, to... Uh, Dave will beat me anything. I can't walk right now. Um, <laughs> hilarious. Okay, so with that, we are the Jedi Council featuring our Padawan, possibly not a Padawan, possibly Jedi Knight, possibly something else, depending on how his dad feels. <laughs> So apparently, no one else gets to say. Isn't You're not that blaming right? me for this? You're Isn't that right? No, no, no. You can you can listen back to this entire entire podcast, and it was suggested early. Is William still a, a Padawan? I never commented. You did. I didn't. If not, you gave a very funny look at the least. I did not comment. You did you're right, William? You're absolutely right. So with that, we are the Jedi Council. I'll get there eventually. Um, you can find I'm us. Well, you. if you found this, you're either subscribed or you follow us on Twitter. Because let's be honest, that's where we're active. Yes. yes, there are other channels, but to be honest, we don't do very much there. So follow us on Twitter. Listen to us on any podcast catcher that's out there. Great stuff. Thanks very much. May the Force be with you. Good night. The Force will be with you.